0: Good morning everyone. Welcome to worship this morning. It's wonderful to be back with you all uh, to worship together as a body of Christ and to receive together as that body of Christ from our head, Jesus Christ, uh, his word and sacraments. Uh, Please stand this morning. Let us greet each other in the name of the Lord and members as always. If you see people that you don't recognize or don't know, please go say hi and welcome them today.
1: Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistat, Missouri. I am Darren Shane, your announcer for the ninth Sunday after Pentecost. The Reverend Jake Slutton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is Lay Minister Bruce Slutton and Organist Mrs. Courtney Slutton. The acolytes are McKenna Smith and Lisey at Vaught. Today's order of service is at www.trinity1874.com. The radio broadcast for today is sponsored by St. John's Lutheran Church, Stones Prairie, and dedicated to to the glory of God. May God bless us as we together worship Him.
0: you ready? There's the thumbs up. Okay. Well, uh, again, welcome to all of you here this morning. Welcome to those who are listening at home or elsewhere. Uh, And we pray that your time here with us today is one that is blessed uh, and that you leave here today knowing that your sins are forgiven and that God has loved you with an eternal love that is beyond our understanding. And so let's open our service today with a word of prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we are thankful today for it is your mercy that calls us here to this place. It is your grace that calls us here to this place. And it is your forgiveness and loving kindness that calls us here to this place. And Lord, we thank you uh, that your spirit is here with us, the great helper, the great comforter. Uh, Lord, we ask now that as we worship you, you, that you would give us a zeal in our hearts for your house of worship here today. And Lord, truly better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Please stand.
2: And so we begin, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart, and confess our sins to God our Father, beseeching him, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Amen. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. Oh, almighty God, merciful Father.
3: I,
0: die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
1: Our opening hymn is, Let the Earth Now Praise the Lord, number 352 in the Lutheran Service Book. Thank you.
2: Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. May the to our God, Lord. He covers the heavens with clouds. He prepares rain for the earth. He
3: makes grass grow on the hills.
2: He gives to the beasts their food. And to the to he delights. His delight is not in the strength of the horse, for his pleasure in the of the man. but the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him. be to, to the, the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, now and, will and will be forever. forever. Amen. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, it is by your grace that we live as your people, who offer acceptable service. Grant that we may walk by faith and not by sight, in the way that leads to eternal life, through Jesus Christ your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. The Old Testament reading comes from Genesis chapter 15, beginning with the first verse. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless. And he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. This is the word of our Lord. Be to God. Fear the Lord, you his saints.
3: For those who fear him have not nothing.
2: Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers him out of them all. Can I have the children come forward for the children's message? Take it out, you put it in. Okay. All right. Okay, children, why don't you turn around and face this way? We have a little exercise we're going to do today. Turn around and face this way, if you would please. Look towards me. Okay, so do you know what happens in 10 days? 10 days. What's going to happen? School is going to start. Woohoo! Hooray! Hooray. How many are excited about that the school is going to start? <laughs> How many are a little bit worried the school is going to start? You? Okay. I bet your moms and dads are happy school is going to start. Yeah. So today we're going to learn a couple of new words. And one of them is this. Not new necessarily, but. Here's a word, what does this say? Peace. And there's another way to say the word peace. It's in the Hebrew language. Have you ever seen this word? Shalom, shalom. Peace and shalom are very similar. Uh, When we think of the word peace, we think of calm, quiet, those kinds of things. Shalom is from the Hebrew, the old ancient language means the same thing, but it goes a little bit further. When you say the word shalom, you're really saying, and the meaning of it is, that your entire mind, your heart, all of your body would be filled with a great peace and comfort. And oftentimes, still to this day, those of the Jewish faith, when they greet someone, they would say shalom, a blessing of sorts. In other words, may God fill you with shalom, a great sense of comfort and assurance in your mind, in your heart, and your whole body. There's a third language that does the same thing. It's the American Sign Language, and it goes like this. Watch carefully. You start with your hands like this, left right hand on top, then you move it to where your left hand is on top, and then you do this, third, third part. It basically, it's just like this. Try it again. Right hand on top. Left hand on top. Like this. So when we use this sign language, it tells us a little bit of a story. When I have my hands like this, it looks like I'm worried, wringing my hands. Well, what will I do? But then when we complete this sign, it's as though God tells us all is calm all is quiet. Be at peace, shalom. So when we have times where we are worried about maybe things in our families, things at school, or things going on in the world, God tells us, "You," Jesus says, "You look at me." Jesus says, "You look at me. You fold your hands, and you pray to me, and you tell me what's worrying you, and I will give you a sense of peace." Shalom. And it works, too. Let's thank God for that, shall we? Close your hands. Dear Jesus, thank you for giving us peace. And we ask that you fill every day of our lives with shalom. Okay, now go back to your pews and say shalom to somebody, okay? The epistle reading comes from Hebrews chapter 11. Something I'd like to have you do as we read through this. You'll notice in this, these uh, 16 verses, you watch carefully, and you can count. The word faith is emphasized 13 times, which means it must be important. Count them using your hands and your fingers, or if you have a child with you, use his, some of his or her fingers, Thirteen times you'll see the word faith being used and look for the emphasis of how it's being used. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, for by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death, and he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God, Sarah herself received power to conceive even when she was past the age, since she was considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore from one man and him as good as dead were born descendants as many as the stars of heaven, as many as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand.
0: And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? If then you are not able to do as small a thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass which is alive in the field today, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven... Sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in heaven that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your heart is, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. This is the gospel of our Lord.
1: hymn of the day is, Have No Fear, Little Flock, number 735 in the Lutheran Service Book.
0: Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning, from God our Father and through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, amen. The text for this morning's meditation is the gospel lesson that was just read. Please have that in front of you. Uh, We will be referring to it quite often as we go along with the sermon here today. And as you can probably tell, the theme for this morning's worship is faith. And specifically, we're going to be talking about what faith is and why it's important to us as believing people in Jesus, why it's important that we have a solid definition of what faith is. Because as oftentimes happens, definitions get distorted. And what can happen and what does happen if we're not very careful is that suddenly we make faith out to be something that we do instead of something that God does. It's very similar for why we baptize babies. Is, is that sacrament, is it God's work or is it our work? Well, of course, we know that the work is God's and God's alone. Now, I realize that some of you uh, may have this on a t-shirt, and if you do, just sell it on eBay, okay? Some of you have seen this before, if, that, if, if not all of you have seen this before, either on a t-shirt or on a meme or something else along those lines, make your faith stronger than your fear. If you have that shirt, if you have that shirt just when you go home, just sell it on eBay, okay? Okay? Because the problem with that saying is just what we got done talking about. Suddenly, faith becomes something that we must muster. Faith suddenly becomes something that we have to have enough of. And if we don't somehow conjure up enough faith, We are either weak, we don't believe enough, or our faith isn't strong enough. And then suddenly the verse from Ephesians goes completely out the window. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. And so if our faith has to be stronger than our fear, okay. But what if it's not? Then what happens? What happens if somehow, if in this alternate reality, if somehow we are able to conjure up enough faith in order to keep going, then what happens when our faith is not strong enough? And we just saw a host of examples from the book of Hebrews We just saw a host of examples where if those people truly believed that their faith was dependent upon what they did, and if those people truly believed that faith is something that they mustered and they conjured and they came up on their own, trust me, Noah would never have built the ark. Never would have happened. And trust me, that things would have gone a lot more difficult for Sarah than if she hadn't. Again, the definition to what faith is is crucial to what we believe as Christians, as followers of Christ. And so you understand the current passage, the passage from Luke that was just read, Uh, upon which Jesus tells his disciples specifically to not be anxious, do not worry. We have to understand what comes before that, and what comes before that is the parable of the rich fool. So if you have your pew Bible, open that to Luke chapter 12. If you have your phone, pull it out, and you can open up your Bible app only. Okay, And open up to Luke chapter 12. And you'll see there... Right before Luke, chapter 12, verse 13. You'll see there right before our text, verses 13 through 21, the parable of the rich fool. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or arbiter over you? And he said to them, Take care and be on your guard against all covetousness. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. What Jesus is saying is this, if your security in life is found in the abundance of your possessions and what you do have and what you don't have, you will never find security at least not the kind of security that God promises. So he gives them this story, this parable. And this guy has all of this grain, and he stores it up and he says, man, I'm doing pretty good. So he builds a larger barn, and he puts all of his stuff in this larger barn. And he says to himself, I love this, how he says, Soul, you have ample goods. He says, I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. Everything is going to be fine, because that barn will never run out, right? And it will never catch on fire, right? And there won't ever be a flood to ruin it, right? Some of you farmers are going, "Uh uh-huh. Been there. The point of the parable is this. If your security in life is found in what you have and what you don't have, the material things, and whether or not you have them when you think you need it, you will never find security. It will never happen. And so, with that context in mind, we go to the text for today, and Jesus says, do not be anxious, do not worry. And so, let's look at This text. There are three things in this text that I want to make specific mention of. The first thing is this. If you go back to the verse about the ravens, verse 24. Jesus says, "...Consider the ravens that neither sow nor reap, nor have they uh, they neither soar nor nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more valuable valuable are you than the birds?" Jesus is doing something rather clever here. He is playing the parable of the rich fool. He is playing the rich fool against a raven. And the reason why he does that is because whereas the rich fool just tries to store up everything and thinks that he's going to be able to relax, eat, drink, and be married because of all the, all the stuff that he has done and isn't worried about floods or fires or drought or anything, he then says, Now, Look at the ravens. And what he says is that they only are concerned about today. They go out and they find their food and they find everything that they need for today. And when tomorrow comes, they'll do that tomorrow. So if you're going to choo- if you have a choice between being the rich fool or the raven, be the raven. Because you're not worried about what's going to happen tomorrow. Because God cares so much about the ravens that he gives them everything that they need every day. And then just to underscore the point, right, Jesus says, of how much more value are you than birds? The first thing. The second thing that I want us to see is in verses 25 through 26. I could spend two hours on this text because it's so full. I won't because we've got to go have lunch. But this is, this is just an incredibly full text. So, verses 25 through 26. And which of you, by being anxious, being worried about the material stuff, which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? If, then, you are not able to do as small a thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? The phrase, there's no use crying over spilled milk, probably got its origins in Jesus' words here. So let's put, so let's, let's just for example's sake, let's take Jesus' words at its most literal meaning. So just, you don't have to raise your hands because I know that none of you will be able to do it. How many of, of you, by worrying about what was going to happen tomorrow, know that that somehow added a, a day to the end of your life? Of course not. None of us have. None of us have been able to do that because it's simply not possible. And so Jesus says, well, if if it's not possible, then why do it? Why worry about it? Why be anxious about it? The third thing that I want us to see in this text is in verse 32, just like the hymn that we just sang, Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It makes your Father in Heaven happy to give you the things that you need. And it is only the Father that knows exactly what you need. Fear not, little flock, but it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom, to give you the things that you need, that He knows that you need reminds us, or it it should in a way, remind us of the first article of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. And whenever we confess that, we are saying that the God of everything, the God who created everything, is going to supply me with everything that I need to support this body and life. Not only is he going to, but he does it at this very minute and will continue to do it until my time here on this side of eternity is done. And just to illustrate the point further, the Bible is so cool how Scripture interprets itself. Remember when Jesus was teaching about the Lord's Prayer and the fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer, Give us this day our daily bread. Luther asked, what is meant by daily bread? Daily bread includes everything that has to do with the support and needs of the body, such as food, drink, clothing, shoes, house, home, land, animals, money, goods, a devout husband or wife, devout children, devout workers, devout and faithful rulers, good government, good weather, peace, health, self-control, good reputation, good friends, faithful neighbors, and the like. God knows that you need those things. And He promises to provide them. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom, to give you those things. And so how do we lose faith? How do we lose faith that God is really up there around us, watching over us? The first way that we lose faith is by being impatient because especially in our 21st century America when you can go onto to Amazon and just click a button and just buy it immediately and it gets sent to your house for free within a couple days. Why shouldn't God just give me exactly what I need just like Amazon does at least within a couple days? This is what we're used to. We are used to putting our money in the vending machine, pushing the number, and then getting it out right away. This is what we're used to. We are used to immediate results. We want it to happen right now when we want it to happen. And all the while, God is looking at you and shaking his head and being like, no, that's not how this works at all. I'm not a vending machine. I'm not Amazon. But I am your Father. I am the one who created you. I am the one who knows you better than you know yourself, better than anyone, and I know what you need. And I promise to give it to you. So we get impatient. The second way that we lose faith is there we... Whenever there is not a dramatic, divine intervention in our lives within, like, a span of, I don't know, however long, it kind of goes back to the first one. We get a little bit impatient. When there isn't this big, dramatic intervention in our lives, and we get really just—we get this emotional high— and we think there, that's when God, I knew that God was with me then, and I know that God is, is, is with me then, but what about when it seems like He's silent and quiet? And so when we if we put our, our faith, our trust in God, if we put our trust in these, in just living from moment to moment in these dramatic divine interventions, we can tend to lose faith because, well, it kind of goes back to the first one, we get impatient. And the third way, and this goes back to what we talked about at the very beginning, it is so important for you as a Christian, especially in today's world, it is so important for you to understand and in the way that you speak about faith. It's so important important. And the reason why it is so important is for all of the reasons that we listed at the very beginning. Because faith is not something that we do. It is not something that we can somehow increase the level of. But faith is entirely a gift of God. And that's why God can say, well, even if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can tell that mountain to go throw itself into the sea. And it will do it. And so faith cannot be, it is not something that we muster up. It is not something that we conjure. It is not something that we do. And so let us then get to the heart of this matter. What is faith? Well... Hebrews said that faith is is, is the assurance of things hoped for and being certain of what we do not see. Let me put it this way. Faith is simply believing the promises of God. No frills, no, no fluff. Faith is believing the promises of God. And so when God says, Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom, all we need do is believe it. And so when the Father says, neither will I leave you or forsake you ever, all we need do is believe it and believe that to be true. And even that belief, the belief that we have when in just a few moments that we confess the Nicene Creed, the summary of our faith, even that statement of faith and the belief that we have in saying that, again, is not from us. It's from God. In so many ways, in every way, has God stacked the deck of salvation in your favor. In so many ways, in every way, has He stacked the deck of salvation in your favor. So much so that even when you lack faith, He will give it to you. So much so that even when your faith feels about as big as a mustard seed or even smaller, He promises just like he promised to the Father who asked him, I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. He promises to give the belief to you. And in the greatest need that we had, speaking of salvation, the most important thing, and in the greatest need that we had, when we absolutely had to have the the, the decks of salvation stacked in our favor, he gives us Jesus. Jesus. And he says, here is my son, free for you. And all you need do is confess his name and believe. Not and confess his name and make sure that you pray Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Not and confess his name and make sure that you're in church every single Sunday. Not and confess his name and make sure that you are loving your neighbor as yourself. Not and confess his name and make sure that you are following the the Ten Commandments perfectly. No, confess his name and you will be saved. Period. That's stacking the deck of salvation in our favor. And it happens every day. Every single day, when our faith is lacking, when our faith is wanting, when it seems like there is just nothing else for us, He gives you more faith. And He gives you more belief. And this is why we have no need to fear. So let's go back really quickly to verses 29 through 30. And do not seek, Jesus says, what you are to Uh, eat and what you are to drink, and do not be worried, for all the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. He knows the things that you need. And then this, from Romans chapter 8, verses 31 through 32, Paul says this, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also graciously give us all things? Everything that we need to support this body and life. And how he has provided us with the most important thing, which of course is eternal life through his son, Jesus. And so that's why he can say, and does say, and says to you and I every single day, no matter what we're going through, fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure, it makes me happy to give you the kingdom. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Apostles' Creed as found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Please be seated. At this time, we will gather our tithes and offerings. In the pew that you are in is a red sign-in book. And so whether you are a guest or a member with us, please uh, find that book and sign it. Uh, If you are a guest with us, if you would be so kind as to give us a way to get into contact with you, whether uh, an address or a telephone number so that we might thank you for coming to worship with us, uh, that would be wonderful. And so with that, we collect our tithes and offerings.
1: The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. The radio broadcast is made possible by donations to the radio broadcast ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. Sunday school and Bible classes meet every Sunday at 8:45 a.m. Men's Glee meets the second and fourth Wednesday at 6:30 p.m. Men's Bible Study meets every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Lutheran Youth Fellowship, team-focused Bible study and fun activities are Sunday at 6 p.m. Ladies' afternoon Bible study meets the first and third Monday at 1:30 p.m. in the chapel. The Mount Vernon Lady Bible Studies. We'll meet at 7 p.m. the second and fourth Monday at the home of Susan Starr. Mommy and Me Sunday School classes meet at 8.45 a.m. in the Parsonage with Courtney Sletton for little ones ages 0 to 2. Trinity Ringers will begin rehearsal for the coming bell season starting September the 4th at 5.30. We will meet every Wednesday of the month. Come join us for the 46th Annual Ernefest, Food, Drink, and Fun, on August the 16th and 17th, starting at 5 p.m. to 12 a.m. at the Freistadt Lions Club ground. We will now rejoin the congregation in the celebration of Holy Communion.
2: Let's pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, we give you thanks for this day and leading us here so we can worship you. As this morning signals a new day in our lives, your refreshing word gives us the strength to live a life filled with joy and hope. Remind us this week to place our complete trust in you, that you will provide for us all that we need, both here on earth and the life to come. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the sick, those who struggle with emotional or spiritual issues, those who are hospitalized, those who will be undergoing surgery, those on the road to recovery. We lift up all those on our health list Melba, Landreth, Janice, Carol, Oren, Ethel, Joan, Addison, Steve, Becky, Wayne, Bob Dodson, Mark. Warren, Gary, Bob Curdett, Emma, Brenda, Rosemarie, Bob Yelinek, John, Debbie, Mary, Fred, Lisa, Jen, Catherine, Deborah, Joe, Phil, Louise, Ruth, Loetta, Glennon, Dennis Stellwagen, Dennis Naust, and Nellie Stellwagen, who will be having heart surgery this coming Tuesday lift up all of those lord to you as well as those we now name in our hearts heavenly father you are the great healer be with those who are currently dealing with these conditions or issues and if it be your will heal them completely and give them a sense of your presence during these difficult times as they reach out to you for comfort lord in your mercy, in your mercy we pray for our leaders who hold positions of service nationally in our state and in our local communities as well as the leaders of our own lutheran synod father these people have accepted the responsibility of leadership as part of their commitment to serve send your holy spirit to give them true wisdom to govern in a way that glorifies your name keep them mindful of those who cannot speak for themselves especially the unborn lord in your mercy, in your mercy. We pray for all the brave men and women who serve in the military, especially those who serve in the most dangerous places. We lift up to you in prayer Christopher Smith, who was serving in the Navy, Luke Shays, serving in the Marines, and David Hesseman, who was deployed overseas, as well as her families who pray and wait for their safe return. We think of all first responders, police, fire, and emergency personnel. Father, we pray that you will send your heavenly angel to watch over them, to protect them against all harm. Strengthen and encourage them so they can remain strong and courageous. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we watch on television the consequences of hearts filled with hate, distrust, and rebellion. Those who have chosen to follow that which leads to darkness and death. Lord, this world needs the kind of love that only you can provide. We ask that you work at the hearts of all people. Open their eyes, Lord, so that they might see you. Use us as your instruments during these days to be a reflection of you, Jesus, in the way we treat others, in the way we speak of others, in the way we reach out to others. Give us strength and courage to be models of your love. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our Most gracious God, we give thanks for the joy and blessings that you grant to husbands and wives. Assist them always by your grace that with true fidelity and steadfast love, they may honor and keep their marriage vows grow in love toward you and each other, and come at last to the eternal joys that you have promised. Lord, in your mercy, and finally, Lord, I offer up a special prayer for this congregation of yours. As you continue to bless us, keep us focused on what's most important in our lives. Help each of us find the time to be in your word, spend time in daily prayer, strengthen our hearts for mission, and finally, nurture with the love we have for you and each other. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
0: The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord, our God. It is is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who ascended above the heavens and sitting at your right hand poured out on this day the promised Holy Spirit on his chosen disciples. For all this, the whole earth rejoices with exceeding joy, Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I I Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins, This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. <laughs> Let us pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us with this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us to the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. With Blessed be the Lord. Be the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace.
1: been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from trinity lutheran church in freistat missouri we pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next sunday morning at 10 a.m if you are not able to be with us in person we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.freistatradio.com we commend you to the loving care of our gracious heavenly father May his love surround you and his mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Darren Chang.
0: Just a few announcements before we close with worship today first uh, there is a short prayer session each Sunday after worship in the chapel which is out the door and to the left for anyone who would like to join in uh, if, you have sp- if you have specific prayer requests uh, you may uh, submit those prior to the service by contacting Philip or Debbie Troche or the church office and there is a jar outside of the chapel too uh, where you can leave your request at any, at any time uh, rehearsals for Trinity Ringers begin September the fourth at five thirty. They meet every Wednesday of the month. New members are always welcome. Rehearsals for Men's Glee begin September eleventh at six thirty. They meet every second and fourth Wednesday of the month, and new members are always welcome there as well. This weekend is the forty-sixth annual Erntefest in August. I'm sorry, is August sixteenth and seventeenth, starting at five p.m. and going to twelve a.m. both days located at the Lions Club Fairgrounds in Freistadt, The call for nominations can be found in your mailboxes for the upcoming 2020 elections. Please have these returned to the church office or someone in the nominating committee by August the 18th. And for those of us that are using the audio headsets, if at any time you have a problem with the headset, please give it to Drew Meyer or the person working the sound system after the church service. Uh, I believe that is all the announcements that we have It is good to be back with you all, and I pray that you all have a very, very blessed week.